episode 81 with Evolution's Kevin Bastian Popowitz and Joey Marinci. Let's do it. Hello, hello, folks. How are you? Welcome to episode 81. I've shaved my head. I had to. I went to the store. It was going to be three hours. I could not wait. I had to leave. So I shaved my head. Welcome back. Glasses, compliments of our friends down in Florida there at Vitalize, getting the blue light out of my eyes, keeping me sleeping well, and it uh, works. It actually really does work, and uh, I've been snoring away, and Chelsea's been loving it, so shout out to her. Uh, as well, thanks to our sponsors at Conway Customs. Uh, Scott, he does a fantastic job with all our decals all over the cage and uh, our posters and printing and a lot of that stuff, so shout out to him at uh, conwaycustoms.ca. Boom. It's been a while, folks. Uh, we haven't done a podcast, I guess. It's been last week. I don't know, maybe Wednesday or something like that. Today is Monday. Uh, we got a good one for you. Two athletes out of uh, the Ottawa Gatineau area. Uh, a guy I've spoke to for a long time, actually. Um, uh, he's a, a pro MMA fighter. He's one and two record. Uh, they're both out of Evolution MMA, uh, like I said, in the Ottawa area. Joey has a connection here for, uh, to the East Coast a little bit. I want to chat with him about that. And uh, so Joey, Joey Morenci uh, is the first guy we're going to bring on here and uh, his training partner, uh, Kevin Bastian Popowick, and uh, chat with them about MMA, uh, their careers, uh, fighting in Ontario, the, the multiple different promotions that they fought for. There's, you know, there's, there's a hell of a lot the, that have kind of came and gone in Ontario, unfortunately. So I kind of want to chat with them about that and, and their experience. Uh, you know, they have a great team there. They, uh, yeah, so we'll bring them on, chat with them about that. And uh, yeah, well, just to keep everybody updated with us, uh, what's going on, uh, we're working pretty hard behind the scenes to get everything situated. Uh, we're, we're very close to getting our proposal to the commission uh, to reopen. So that should happen probably in the next day or so. Uh, and then we wait. So once we hear back from the commission, then we can move forward. Uh, we're slated for uh, a date later in August, and that's the plan as of now. And if we can go from that, uh, fingers crossed, we can do uh, who knows what we can do. Uh, there's lots of talk of uh, between John and I of, of how we're going to do this, and, and uh, you know, but the sky's the limit. And there's a lot of fighters and athletes who, who are really looking to to get out there and compete. So fingers crossed. Anyway, let's get on to our first guest here, folks. Uh, again, uh, one and two is a pro, five and two is an Amy. Um, super talented guy. He's just coming off an injury. He's a strength trainer now. Um, he, he's from the Ottawa area. He's done a ton of grappling. He's done a ton of MMA. Uh, you're probably going to see him on one of our events in the near future, uh, whether it's grappling or MMA. Um, this guy, again, he, he has some connection to the East Coast. I don't know what it is. I've never got it out of him, but uh, we're going to find out what it is now here, folks. So without further ado, let's bring him on, Mr. Joey Marinci. How are you, sir? You can't hear me? I'm not hearing you. You hear me now? Hmm. No? Maybe not. Maybe not Joey Marinci. Da, da, da. What about now? Yeah, I can't nope. hear you for some reason. Well, I'm going to kick you out, Joey. I'm going to kick you out. So just join back in if you get a chance. So, yeah, sometimes that happens here, folks, when you're live, you know. I don't know if anybody's been watching. Uh, there's a new series I've been catching up on. It's called The Newsroom. 
Uh, it's on Netflix, I believe. It's actually really, really good. Jeff Daniels does a fantastic job in it. And it's kind of all about this kind of stuff, actually being live and, and uh, when things happen. So hopefully he can get back in here. Uh, it's Sometimes you have uh, trouble on these things and usually have someone behind the scenes to deal with it. But now it's me. All right, let's see if we can get him back in here. Mr. Morenzi. All right, we're good. Yeah, it was an issue with my headphones. Sorry about that. No, no, it's all good. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good, man. Glad to be on. Appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry sorry about the, the headphones. Sometimes, you know, I, I actually told you to get the headphones on, so that's weird. My apologies. Uh, but I'm glad to have you on here. Uh, it's been a while. Like I said in the intro, I've been talking to you for a hell of a long time. Uh, quite a few years now that we've kind of spoke back and forth about uh, you know competing for us or just competing in general. How how, uh, how are things going through COVID and uh, yeah, how's how's your training? Yeah, yeah, man, strange times for everyone, I guess. But uh, making uh, making the most of it, I'm uh, a bit lucky in the sense that I've got a uh, pretty full gym in my garage uh, for strength and conditioning. Nice. Got a ten by ten mat space in my basement. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, one of my training partners and coaches, uh, he has probably a 15 by 20 mat space in the garage and uh, some weights as well. So uh, so you guys are laughing. Yeah, we've been able to get uh, a decent amount of training in, all things considered, and uh, we may have been doing some uh, some extra training on the side at some uh, <laughs> undisclosed locations. <laughs> well, it's, I think everybody is, Joey, to be completely honest. You know, it's, it's life. Life for a lot of us, you know, it's uh, mental health, physical health is a, a really important part of our lives. And to go from 10 to zero for a couple months, sure. But after that, it's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, I feel like I, I kind of got a head start on my COVID in a weird way because um, I had I was out with a knee injury. So I went more than a few months without doing uh, MMA training. I was still training a lot during rehab, but as you know, it's it's not the same, right? Yeah, that's right. That's a, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. Uh, we'll see if Kevin can join us here in a second, but uh, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, your last fight, uh, tough fight uh, versus Kyron Cameron. You blew out your knee. Um, how has the rehab gone? Like that's been a, almost a year and a half. I or no, just about yeah, two thousand late two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it must be a year and a half by now because the fight was November 24th, 2018. Yeah. And I had surgery in April uh, 24th of 2019. So I'm uh, just about uh, maybe 14 months post-surgery now. So, yeah, probably a year and a half or more since the fight. Uh, rehab actually went really well. Um, I've got a good physical therapist and strength and conditioning coach. And uh, uh, I've got my own experience uh, coaching and strength and conditioning. So I've... I guess yeah. I, the base is pretty well covered, so I've been fortunate in that sense. And uh, rehab went off without a hitch, and I got the—I actually got the go-ahead to start training hard and uh, even competing. Uh, the same week that we, the lockdown was announced, I saw my surgeon uh, for a post-op follow-up, and he gave me the go-ahead. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, because I—I—I I knew that because I think we spoke possibly. I was like, "Hey, can you fight? Are you interested in fighting?" And you're like, "Not yet. I'm close, but I'm not yet." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we spoke a few times, and I, I wanted to stay in touch with matchmakers and everyone who's mm -hmm. involved in the sport a bit because, uh, you know, I actually am really eager to get back in there. 
And uh, I had a bit of a rough start to, the, to my MMA um, competition career. So um, with uh, sidelined with injuries, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to make up for lost time now and uh, really uh, give it a go. Nice. Good. Yeah. It's, it's, that's good to hear, man, because uh, you think coming out of this COVID thing, I'm sure there are lots of guys and girls who are like, Hmm, this time off has felt really nice. You know, like the drive might've left a little bit, you know, some people are, are the opposite. Obviously there's people that are dying to get back at it, but there very well might be people who are like, Oh, the injury's got the best of me. I'm good. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. like I had a lot, you know, like I said, I feel like COVID for me started when I blew up my knee, especially the day after surgery. I mean, it's a long road back, but, uh, you know, you have your moments where you're like, Jesus, do I really want to do this? Or like, am I going to be able to do this the same way I did it before? And, yeah. you know, I, I would say overall, I was always pretty optimistic, but you know, like anybody, you have your days and, uh, it's a, it's a long road. Like I was starting to go pretty crazy, especially near the end. You know, so I've never had so much time off before. Yeah. That's a ACL, was it? Yeah, I fully tore my ACL and t- partially tore my lateral meniscus. Oh, the very beginning of round two, uh, I shot for a takedown mm-hmm. and uh, I slipped. The canvas was kind of uh, kind of like a plastic, uh, like uh, it wasn't a real canvas uh, cloth. Yeah. And uh, it was a bit of a slip and slide show that night. And unfortunately, I was the... Uh, I got the worst of it. Yeah, that's you and I spoke about that actually before about our camera. <laughs> You're like I'm not telling anyone who will listen if they're running a show, get a canvas because it'll, it'll be worth it. It's a it's yeah. a surface to fight on and it's a safer one. Yeah, I think uh, it's a, a future investment for us here in the near future. I think is uh, would be a, a smart thing. Um, you just never know what can happen. It's it didn't seem to affect anybody in the first event. I was quite sure it's it's not as bad as I thought it was actually. And when it arrived, I was like, uh oh. And then I got on it. We put some water on it and tested, and it wasn't too too bad. So, you know, and every between every round, it was completely chamois dry, and mm. so. Yeah, it just depends on on the one you buy, I guess. And I've had bad luck for that event. And yeah, it's Kevin fought uh, on a later event, and he said the canvas was perfect. So yeah, that that happens. That's just, right. That's part of the part mm-hmm. of. Oh, that's it. Our our decals were uh, they were pretty um, they were pretty grippy too. So I think it helped. Like I think random places you had some nice grip and nice but it's you know everything's a learning experience whether it's an athlete or a promotion or or whatever and you've competed in a hell of a lot of promotions man through the years um uh, i want to ask you oh there's kevin here we'll uh we'll bring kevin in here to join us uh live so uh he's a training partners um with of uh, evolution mma uh over in uh, the ottawa area uh kevin bastard popovich He's a professional uh, MMA fighter. He's 0-1, uh, but he had a great pro career, uh, very similar to Joey. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's bring him on and, and talk about his future plans and uh, how we get into this goddamn mess we call fighting and martial arts. <laughs> Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for uh, joining us. Finally, uh, my apologies for uh, the link giving you some hassle. No, it's my stupid phone. I hate it so much. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, man, technology is not the best, but uh, yeah, we appreciate man. you 
you're giving her all and uh, and getting it done to join us, man. So obviously, Joey's uh, already joined us here. Your your training partner. We were just talking about you know MMA and, and the grind of you know injuries and and getting through camps and like what what the future is for him and and how he's been kind of dealing with COVID. COVID for him has has been good, you know, to to heal. How about for yourself? Uh, yeah, for healing up injuries and stuff like that, it helps. But you know, like gyms being closed, not being able to train, not being able to roll with uh, basically anyone. Uh, it's been rough, you know. Yeah, you result to running. Like I'm lucky; I have a gym in my garage, so I'm able to train a little bit. But you you don't have as many bodies to work with, you know. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. And there's not like you can hit as many pads as you like or whatever. And it's in it's it's that normalcy of it too i think like you know garage training we're all used to it at some point in your career not that i mma but through jujitsu you do lots of garage or dungeon training or whatever but it's it's like it, it fucks with your whole pre preparation as an athlete right yeah yeah like just the mentality of going to the gym it changes everything yeah yeah. When you wake up in the morning and you eat your eggs and whatever, and then you go train in the garage, like your fucky fuck workout, like, yeah, okay, you're helping, and it's it's not terrible, but you don't have Joey there being like, all right, keep your freaking heart rate up and all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, very true, yeah. very true. How, how important is that for you um, as an athlete? Like, again, Joey, I guess I'll ask you, Joey, you know, like, Again, going back to, to that exact question, like gym gym training versus uh, garage training, like we've spoke to both you guys possibly about fighting in the near future. Like how do you think that could affect you guys? Uh, well, like, like I said before, I think at least in Kevin and I's situation, we have been fortunate enough to, to get some training in. Uh, it does, definitely doesn't substitute or replace, uh, you know, regular training right like when we're in the gym and everyone can come in and we have all the bodies we want and yeah. we have, we've definitely lost access but I, I think we've been making the best out of a out of a bad situation all things considered and hopefully as as the weeks and months go on uh you know training is going to be much more uh, accessible to to all of us uh, in canada you know so yeah what, do you, what about you kevin you think like uh like I noticed for you, like you've put on a ton of size in the last couple of years. Like you've really, yeah, 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 dude. And I was like, holy shit, he's a big boy, man. Like, is it like it kind of does it give you time to just keep working on that? I guess. Yeah, like these last few months, I put on a lot of muscle with that Nation Strength workout. Shout out. Um, uh, yeah, like Joey's doing my programs and everything, being a strength and conditioning coach, and. Uh, getting so strong like uh with i live with my mma coach so i'm able to roll with him and everything nice. uh he's 200 he's a 200 pound guy he fights at 170 and the other day i was like let's see if i can bench press this guy out of mount and i was able to oh so, wow. i was never able to before you know so wow good for you that's, that's progress guess, right? out there. Mm. <laughs> big boy how, how tall are you i'm six foot yeah, six foot lanky. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, definitely an advantage for you in that uh, featherweight, lightweight. Yeah, lightweight for sure. Yeah, what, but being lanky, you have to cut a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true enough. What's what's that for you, Joey? Like, obviously, with that, you're you're helping athletes cut weight too. Your strength training. What's your favorite kind of athlete to work with? Um, 
I kind of like the variety, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, Kevin's probably up there. But uh, no, I think uh, the interesting part about coaching and, uh, and working with anyone is uh, just kind of making tweaks based on individual differences. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's obviously nice to have the soldier who just kind of follows everything. But mm -hmm. if I use Kevin as an example, like, we have a pretty good rapport and we can, like, talk to each other and – I kind of know where he's at and how he's feeling. Like he doesn't, um, there's just a good line of communication. I'd say that's the best. You want someone who uh, can tell you what's on their mind and if they're skeptical or if they really like this or really dislike something else. Um, I think um, just a good line of communication, someone that you can be open and, and honest with is the, the best. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you, these guys who just take orders and they just do it all, you might be running them into the ground by accident. Yeah. They just keep saying everything's fine, uh, only to find out weeks later, you're like, oh, we, we maybe redlined for a little too long, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, it's important to know your own body and your own what you need to work on and strengthen and fix as an athlete, you know, Kevin. Like that, that's why it's important to have. Like Joey's obviously a training partner too, but to have somebody who's so knowledgeable yeah. in those fields, man, is just like it's a win-win. Yeah, like the other thing is Joey being a training partner, I see him every day. Mm. So I could literally all my strength and conditioning workouts in camp are day to day is how we're feeling today, how we can set up the workout. Yes, the template is there. Like yeah. even if you're feeling like shit, you still have to do sprints. But like it, there is room for adjustment. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And you're when you're there every day, it's, it's a natural environment when you, and that's, I guess, where that good rapport comes from. Um, yeah. Joey, what's these Nova Scotia roots, man? Uh, well, I, I, uh, I was born and raised uh, on the East coast, uh, on the Quebec Labrador border actually. So oh, okay. I, uh, I only moved out to Ottawa when I was 18, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm East coast through and through, uh, was born and raised there. I've got, uh, we're the Quebec Labrador border is weird. We're kind of like we're hated by the Quebecers, but kind of rejected by the Newfies. <laughs> we're like these in betweeners. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I know I've spent a ton of time in Newfoundland. I've been to Nova Scotia probably a hundred times. I've been, you know, New Brunswick, PI. Like a lot of summer vacations were spent. Uh, nice times, you know. So I, uh, I've always wanted to fight back east uh, at least once in my life before uh, I've got to give it up. So nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm always shocked how many messages we get about from people who are like, "Hey, you know, I've no, I'm from Nova Scotia originally, or I left when I was 18, kind of thing. And I'd love to get a chance to compete." And I think that's great. I think it's a wonderful way because you can come home and, and compete in front of people you haven't seen in a long time. And it also, from a promotion standpoint, it's really good for pay per view. You know, so it's yeah. kind of a win win for from a promotion standpoint. Uh, switching to you, Kevin, um, I'm, I'm interested to hear like your first pro pro fight. Uh, a tough fight, we'll say, and I don't mean that in brackets in, in any disrespect, but to Siri, but he was—he's like really highly touted prospect. Um, was the, what was the feelings kind of going into that fight? Like you're both like kind of these up and coming prospects. He gets a lot of attention. What was your kind of feelings about that fight? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know who he was. Um, I had seen, uh, like when they gave me the name, I watched the fights and stuff like that. And I knew yeah. he was good. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was probably better everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, like what happened in the fight 
in my uh, uneducated opinion, I'll say, uh, basically the only thing he had on me was experience. Um, yeah. He had three more fights, fights, bro. Like he's three and zero. I'm yeah. going into my pro debut. Uh, I had an opponent fall out, and I really wanted to fight on the card. Um, and he was. There was another option, but I didn't want to fight that guy. Not mm -hmm. at, uh, I had fought him before. It was Lachal. And I didn't want to fight Lachal uh, pro debut. I had fought him twice amateur. Yeah. And if we were going to fight, it would be later on in our pro career. Like, I don't want to fight the same dude three times in a year, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's um, a trilogy. Uh, so, that's, uh, that's yeah, Siri was the guy. And uh, I, knew, I knew that it was a hard fight, but... Uh, you looked good. Uh, yeah, I felt good going in. Uh, the weight cut went well. I felt uh, taller than him. The striking went well. Um, there's a few things that I was complacent with. And basically, like, he elbowed me, cut me, and then kicked me in the freaking head. And then that's it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah, attitude, I think, it, just how you're talking about it right there, like, attitude is everything, man. And, and it's all about growing and learning and getting better, right? So good for you for taking the fight for one. Wanting to yeah. find kind of, you know, if, if there's a ton of people who would have found the way out there, right? So good for you. Well, man. let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit smarter with the matchups now. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell the story, the side that never gets told right now. There you go, Joey. Uh, B BTC came back with three names, and Kevin picked the toughest name by choice. Like, he's like, this is the best, toughest guy. This is the guy I want to fight. In my head, thinking more as a, you know, training partner and Kevin's a client and I, you know, I would help him uh, try to find fights and stuff. And, uh, you know, to me, like I, I had spent the year injured, right. So I didn't get to train with him a bunch. So I didn't want to overstep, but I also kind of said like, you know, Kevin, like there's two other guys on this uh, list they gave you. Maybe we could like, maybe put more thought into these. And he was like, Nope. <laughs> we talked to the MMA coach. We talked to Vince. And let's do it. And, uh, no regrets uh, at all, but uh, you know when hindsight is twenty twenty, you always think, you know, maybe we should have put more thought into the other names. But uh, me personally, like I would, you know, whenever Kevin gets offered a fight, like a lot of times I'm involved, and uh, there's zero hesitation on my part, uh, to be honest. Yeah, talent, very talented guy, Kevin, and uh, I think uh, it's amazing that the talent in Canada, it's it's blows me away every time I every day to be completely honest I find out about new athletes and and people who are just like getting kind of their feet wet in the in the pro scene and it's really exciting to me I think Canada has a in the next five years or so is going to really open some eyes in, in in the world again yeah there's a lot of good guys out there there's uh you know like if we're talking about just Gatineau uh yeah. Just Gatineau, we have uh, Evolution here. Uh, that's like the best BJJ that I've ever trained, ever. Nice. Um, we have Pat Node. They're really tough guys, super good. Everybody's nice over there. Um, uh, we have Zach that trains over here and at Pat Node, one of our other training partners. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go over to Montreal, there's not just TriStar in Montreal. There's gyms like H2O where there's, there's like killers like Fred's Bro with uh, Brandon Lee monsters guys yeah. were like you know yes they fought and they've had uh, they've had like maybe two or three fights pro but like when they those guys start to get up to like 15 fights 20 fights like yeah 
like if uh, this this is a uh, it might be a stupid romantic feeling from from uh, my part but like if the gyms uh could like team like basically team up and like not just fight each other whenever there's fights around or amateur fights and stuff like that like actually train together and learn from each other yeah. i think we could have multiple world champions yeah what do you think about that joey yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of opportunity, um, or sorry, a lot of potential uh, in our region. We have a lot of active pros, and I think we have a lot of promising guys, uh, as well as coaches. I think the big thing with not just Gatineau but, or Ottawa, but the country as a whole, especially if you look at from Ontario all the way to the East Coast, there's a lot of opportunity that's missed. TKO's gone. Now COVID has kind of slowed down other shows. There mm -hmm. are, you know, there are shows, but I'm fully supportive of uh, what you're doing and what you're trying to do with FLA. I just think, you know, Thank you. people should be tipping their hat to you and the other promoters because it's a thankless job and it's it's not a very profitable one. No. Yeah. It's not one that gets a lot of support, even from its own peers, unfortunately. You know, BTC came to Ottawa last was uh, last summer and they didn't get a lot of support and you know that's not just the the region's fault you know everyone had a had a had a um a role but uh, i think as a community in general we need to be really trying to rise each other up and um there just needs to be more shows and uh if we can just have a bit more consistency as far as fight cards i think canada could really rise up because again there are a lot of promising guys but the thing is, is I think, I think we can name, we can all, all name 10 or 20 or more guys where we're like, man, like if there was just a bit more opportunity out of there, then maybe that guy could have been a fair fighter, you know, the guy could have fought for a living, like a real living. I couldn't agree more. Like it, if you could be like, say, okay, say for example, and this just hearsay, say you guys came, you, you fought here in August and then another pr promotion ramped up and it was like early October or whatever. And like if promotions could ramp up and like schedule and obviously there's different pro it doesn't matter province to province, but <laughs> locally, if you can work together, I don't know what it's like in Ontario, but out here we, we, we work together somewhat. And, and it's, I know we're going to have a podcast here actually next week where we have uh, Jamie champion from prospect nice. uh, ourselves. We have Lee mean from um, obviously rumble in the cage and uh, Adam Lorenz from uh, Modern FC, and we're going to all kind of sit on here and just kind of hash it out and, and talk about uh, how we can help one another and work together. Like, I look at Jamie, like, obviously, Lee's an, an OG in, in Canada. You know, the guy's a, a – there's not much you can say about the guy. And uh, Adam Lorenz, talented fighter, uh, does a great show out there. And then, obviously, Jamie in Ontario. There's not much you can say about Prospect, what a beautiful shows he does there too. So it's, it's like you say, man, it's important to work together so you guys can have more opportunities. Yeah, uh, the MMA community needs to take uh, take the pro wrestling model, the old school pro wrestling model, as an example. I always have pro wrestling examples. Unfortunately, I was a <laughs> wrestling nerd growing up, but the the old school model before the WWE and the, and uh, WCW became massive organizations was there were just territories everywhere, and all the territories and promoters talked to each other and traded talent all the time. So. It's just a matter of helping each other out to like, look, like this guy's good. I know it's expensive to pay a flight, but maybe we can 
work something out. Like, give me this guy or we'll trade for that guy. And I don't know. I'm I know there's ways. Like, if if everyone gets in the room or gets on the phone and certainly figures it out because it's you're not really each other's competition. No, you each have a piece of the pie. Like every everyone has their province or their region, right? So, uh, not to, not to blast TKO. Like I think TKO was cool and did a lot of cool stuff, and it was nice to be on Fight Pass and have the Bell Center and all that. But sometimes that stuff, while nice, uh, is a bit of a flash in the pan. You know, it's yeah. gone before it could really get started up again. And it's hard. It's hard to run a show, but yeah, but it's it's like we all help each other out. And, earlier man like slow and steady wins the race you know there's no tricks in business guys you know it's at the end of the day if you don't you know if you're gonna go out and, and blow all your cash and and stuff in your first show and you're borrowing money and that kind of stuff you're you're setting yourself up for for and, and a lot of people they i find too in this business they don't want to learn they don't want to take advice and that kind of stuff like yeah. And it's like, well, hold on here. Like I've done like this is my 22nd event and I look at myself as I don't know anything. Realistically, like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Truthfully, like I really don't. Like there's a team, like, <laughs> for real, man. Like there's a team of, I sit here and I'm like looking at matches and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like it is so hard to do this kind of stuff, but it's like anything like fighting, you learn by 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 practice, by muscle memory. You're like doing it and doing it and doing it. And if, you, if you're an athlete, look at you, Kevin. If you're an athlete and you're in the gym and you're like, no, coach, I no, I'm not listening. I know what to do. You're not, you're not going to get very far, are you? Yeah, no, no. I'm you're, you're just going to lose a lot. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's going to hate you in the gym. Everybody's like, well, he's obviously knows what he's talking about, like you know. And so, like, yeah. it's, it's sorry, uh, everybody hates me in the gym, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't think so. But I don't know about that. It's it's you know it's you got to be tight in that community, man. Like you got to be. You gotta like you're punching each other in the face. It's there's no better bond yeah. in the world, eh? No, no, it's, you definitely build some strong, uh, strong relationships uh, doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I honestly, I don't have any other friends than my fighting friends. Like my best friend in the world, Zach, uh, training partner. We've been training together since uh, we we're sixteen. You know, sixteen, Joey. Uh, Joey's uh, been we've been training together since we were 17. Uh, I did my I helped out for the first weight cut ever that I did was with Joey. Nice. We cut like 14 pounds like idiots. It was amazing. <laughs> you know? But that's it, right? Like you end up like your circle becomes just gym people or people that like train with or other gyms or whatever. And it's weird because slowly but surely like as you get older it gets even smaller too it's it's you sometimes you'll be at uh, functions and you know you either get the people who are like you know especially you guys are mma fighters i'm just a jujitsu guy but like hey man let's roll let's fucking roll right now let's roll man all drunk you know you either get those people or you get the people who are super interested in it's it's always interesting kind of going because deep down you're like i don't really want to talk about this but <laughs> yeah yeah like uh I'm I'm at the gym a lot with uh, our jiu-jitsu coach Dan. Uh, he's the one who owns Evolution. Nice. Dan, like, he knows everybody. He he's like, we're talking about uh, you know, you talk about like training trips and stuff like that. And he goes, uh, oh yeah, this guy we used to train together back when we were white belts in Montreal and everything. And you're like, like the names that come out, you're like, what? You know him? Experience. You've seen him? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, we used to compete against each other all the time, like. All right, man. Yeah, small world. It's a beautiful world too. 
uh, it really is a beautiful martial arts family it's it's so small and the kind of, that kind of leads me to another question for you kevin like you mentioned uh before about uh fighting uh the same opponent twice i kind of wanted to ask you about that like what what was your feeling going into that second fight knowing that you lost the first one like what was something like was there stuff that you wanted to work on or were you just like pissed you're like i just want to um yeah it was pretty quick after like uh yeah. we fought in july and then we fought again in october yeah. um uh i didn't have any fights in between or anything like that i was just i was i was gunning after him um i had messed i i told him in the ring like i lost by guillotine uh, he guillotined me in like two minutes and I was like so pissed off like I got okay this, this is how shitty it was I got guillotined by a standing guillotine with his back on the fence yeah that's a tough one yeah that's how bad it was <laughs> so, oh. that's how bad it was so <laughs> I was so pissed I was just like alright we'll run it back and uh, basically the camp was don't get guillotined <laughs> yeah that's it. That's Turned it. Out, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. It's funny, you know, but like, I love that. You're very humble, dude. Like it, like just to talk about it, like who cares? That's the only way to learn. And I think so many, like you got that over with early, you know, like it's done yeah. over with right now you focus on these winning ways. And I think you got a bright future for you, man. You're, you're a big lean dude. That's only probably going to get bigger. How old are you? I'm 22. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Joey's 22 as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old are you, Joey? 28. 28. Oh, man, I got 11 years on you, too. <laughs> I shaved my head today, so I didn't look 40. It's, I shaved my head. <laughs> saw one gray gray hair. Wasn't good. Fights, man. <laughs> Promoting fights will do that to you. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like being president. It ages you uh, pretty quickly. Oh, shit. You look at Justin Trudeau lately? Man. <laughs> I don't know if that's stuck inside with his kids and wife for like three months or, or it's just like <laughs> everything too. I think it's lack just, of barber. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got a tunnel though to like some club just like, oh, yeah. like Trump just doesn't give a shit. Like, I'm going golfing. I own the place. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What was uh competing on sub X? Uh you competed on sub X for Aiden Mansour. Uh, I think Kevin didn't you? Both you guys did. Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah. We competed on the same night. Nice. Uh, uh, I competed a couple times. Uh, I ended up competing against the same guy twice. Again, again uh, a rematch. I got ankle locked in a tournament, and uh, he wanted the rematch that time. We had we uh, rolled in a rematch. Yeah, and uh, did that. Joey went competed. I competed another time after that. Aiden's a really cool dude. Yeah, he uh, he's another black belt from Evolution, and uh, he's like, he kind of like panics on a few little problems, but then like, you'll talk to him, and he's he he's like super easy going. He seems like he's panicking on the outside, but on the inside, he's like super calm, collected. He's having fun. Yeah, it's funny when I used to talk to him because I ran this uh, event called the Submission Series Pro back in the day. And we came to Ontario and did events. We went to Alberta and, yeah. did and I lost my goddamn hat in Ontario. But uh, <laughs> Aiden, I was talking to him after. I was like, oh, you know, we can, we can, because that's what we were trying to stream for everybody. We were like trying to compete with Flow Grappling, thinking we like 
had had the ability to where we were fooling ourselves for like a good two weeks and we're like oh okay <laughs> they're gazillionaires okay never mind but yeah uh, anyway so i was like hey we can stream this for you aiden and he's like but why <laughs> he's like I, get it. I like it but he's like i don't trust it like i don't understand it <laughs> so it just didn't happen but it was a really good positive conversation all the time like really nice guy i was always a fan of his events and i'm glad to see he's, he's still doing them because it's like we were saying earlier and like the more people that can do events the better like if there can be a, like to yeah. me, if there could be a grappling event every month there should be like every weekend I was a big fan of your events, uh, man. Uh, Chokes by the ocean and submission series pro. This I I want I would have killed to have been on those shows back then. You had so many good events going on and yeah. so many good guys in. I was training at Awama at the time, so uh, we weren't allowed to to do certain tournaments and certain. Yeah, well, was that a question for me back then? But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope we keep running events forever because uh, for as long as we want to. But. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, it's we won't get into that whole stuff. <laughs> That's a different thing altogether. But uh, it's over a beer sometime, Joey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's man, those events like I looked at it like for me too. It was really good for us because I've always been involved in events and that kind of shit. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, do I want to do this? And after doing so many jujitsu events, you're like, what's the point? Am I why am I doing this? I'm just losing money, or you'd make a little like a, a thousand bucks or something. There was no point in doing it for the amount of bullshit you would deal with with dealing with grapplers. Like, yeah, crazy man. Like if people are always like, MMA is way worse, way worse than and I'm like, can't be. There's no possible way it can be worse than dealing with jujitsu people. <laughs> no way. And was it? Not, no, not even close. Oh, okay. Not, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, like, how can I compete with an event that is going to pay Gordon Ryan or anybody $10,000? I don't give a shit who you are in the world. It's so hard. Like, Kasai Pro, they're, they're probably making a little money because they're doing it smart. And Seth Daniels, who's doing Fight to Win, they're killing it too. And they have a fantastic business model. But other than that, like, it's a hard go to make money in, in professional jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I think especially in Canada, we don't quite have that no gi grappling culture yeah. it's there's some pockets in the states where they love it and if it's being streamed uh, they're making money that way and then you have you know some of the events like uh, kasai and whatever they've got a bunch of backing right so yeah fingers crossed we had halls gracie on here actually i think it was uh last week he was on or yeah last week or the week before and we were talking about uh, kasai canada so uh stay oh. tuned you never know what's going to happen here. Maybe another event here on the East Coast in the near future, too. So, oh, cool. fingers crossed. Yeah. So, lots of stuff in the works behind the scenes, guys. Almost too much. My head's about to explode. But it's just, man, there's there's some interesting ways to go about those events. But, man, like I look back, I, when we, the first stream, because it's like, it's like a fighter, I guess. Like you get, like, you know, get that confidence, right? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, like as for us, we were, we did a free stream and like we had all the Atos guys here and Keenum Cornelius. He actually hacked our stream. It was a free stream. At one point, we had like ten thousand people watching the goddamn thing, and he hacked it. He hacked the stream, and him and Kit Dale commentated over our commentators and like made fun of everybody competing. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny though. It was just like okay, like you made it, right? Like you yeah, know, if these guys are stealing your stream, and then. You go to Toronto and you you do a fantastic show, but the the momentum and the money that goes into those kind of shows is like you say you got to have huge backing and and it's just the only way to do it. 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough uh, man. It's just a tough racket to be yeah. in. No, it is. Even MMA, like for you know, it's it's like I I, I get lots of fighters message me. They're like, "Listen, my next fight, I need to make more money." And I'm like, yeah, "Well, me too. I got to make more." <laughs> money too. And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, you made more than me." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, I didn't make shit. I worked six months straight." So <laughs> yeah. you know, it's but then you look at the other, the high level fights, man. Like it's so totally opposite. It's like, I don't, I'm no genius. I don't know anything about like the UFC and the payment. That's a whole different business that I don't speculate on, but there's gotta be like, you look at some people fighting for $10,000, man. Like there's gotta be a way yeah. to fix that big time. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I'm kind of with you on that. Where like, if you're not in the UFC, you're probably not underpaid. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. Yeah. The regional scene is, is, Again, like I don't want to uh, sound like an uh, anti uh, fighter right now, but the the regional scene is a, is an opportunity. It's not a it's not a living, right? Um, oh, 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 you're pulling out Dana White's uh, Dana White <laughs> from last week. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, um, but Masvidal's like, oh, really? What about I'm gonna Masvidal's like I'm gonna play uh, I'm gonna play opportunity mode on EA, EA Sports uh, UFC then. <laughs> <laughs> that career mode it was hilarious great comeback but and yeah in Dan, dana's case he's wrong like these guys are career, like they're career fighters yeah you know they they uh they probably do deserve to get paid more uh yeah. but i always laugh when you hear a regional guy being like i'm not fighting for them they'll only pay me you know x i'm like you're not worth anything <laughs> man like at the end of the day like i it all goes on. I love fighters. Don't get me wrong. I'm your biggest fan, but at the end of the day, like it's costing me money. So yep. you need to sell tickets for me that's, and I need to. Ticket sales. Yeah. We work together. I'll promote the shit out of you. You use it, share it, get yourself out there, you know, and sell some tickets. You can make some good money. If even as an amateur, you can sell lots of tickets and lots of, like t-shirts and all that kind of stuff if you promote yourself get some good sponsors yeah i made more money selling tickets as an amateur than i made on my pro debut there you go classic yeah example, right like i didn't have to pay for medicals that's you know oh, oh really like, yeah when you're fighting amateur you don't well, who pays for it you fight on uh indian reservations oh so there's no there's nothing like no yeah, that there's a doctor there. Like you do, like your forty blood blood test or whatever. But like, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, how were they? What was that experience like, Kevin? Versus like uh, a mission sanctioned fight can't be much of a difference, really. Uh, between fighting amateur and pro? No, like being fighting, like you said, in a in an indigenous reservation versus oh, like with honestly, no mission, I guess like. Yeah, honestly, like uh, when I started fighting, I started fighting kickboxing, and uh, kickboxing, there's even less medicals. Like, there is a commission and everything, but yeah. like, they show up and they're like, hey, do you have any hernias? Do you have any concussions? <laughs> no? All right, you're good. Lift this. Your blood pressure is a little high. Yeah. Um, at the fights, it's uh, the amateur fights that I've done, like, you know, you still have to show up with your blood work, you still have to do a medical from with the doctor before and everything. So, uh, for me, it was actually more stringent than my amateur kickboxing career. Hmm. 
Interesting. My amateur kickboxing career would just show up. That's bananas to me. That's yeah. crazy to me. Like, like here, like our commission's pretty strict. I will say, like we, like for us to put on like a, like a mixed event wouldn't happen. Like probably kickboxing and, like, and MMA or whatever at the same time, it probably wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. they, they're, but they're they are a good commission. But it, it's interesting, like what how different things work. Like I always hear about those events and in on the reservations or in Montreal MFL, they do them. I think a lot there too. Am I correct? Yeah, they do it a lot. Um, uh, the big promotions are MFL, uh, Fight Quest. Fight Quest has been doing it forever. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're the OGs over in Montreal. Like, Fight all Quest. All the same place? They all the same uh, No, no, they do it on different reservations. Wow. Um, like, uh, MFL is in Oka, Fight Quest is in Kawanaki. Uh, I. Personally, I had more fun competing uh, with Fight Quest. Uh, I think just because they've been doing it for longer. Yeah. Uh, but they're super well organized. I've never like been to a weigh-in that has been like you show up, weigh-in, leave. You come back they're to running. fight, you're good. Nice. They run the best show for amateur in the in our region. They're the yeah. And you just wish that they could get into the pro racket because if they ran a pro show. I think they would kill it. I think he's got so much experience, and yeah. uh, I think he would do it right. He wouldn't be spending millions of dollars on uh, fancy equipment or, uh, yeah. the, uh, I don't know, TV deal or the Bell Center. He'd be doing it nice and seedy, and uh, it would be a good night of fights. You know, yeah. I, I always kind of said that, like, if that that's – sorry, well, I don't mean to cut you off about what you said there because that that's good to hear, A. Who is the guy – or girl or person behind fight quest uh francesco filippi and stefan vignon stefan vignon okay yeah he fought for tko okay yeah that name does seem, sound familiar so that would make sense you know and that they probably have a lot of respect in the community too right yeah oh yeah 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 it's man you guys in, in quebec have a lot of bullshit with promoters. <laughs> <laughs> well, two, also, you know, like, you have a feeling if, if you, like, you, it's never happened, but, like, you you know, he kind of has that atti attitude that, like, he might just smack you if you say something stupid, right? Like, Yeah, that's never good when the promoter can kick your ass. Like, I'm not one of yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. But when you're fighting that night, you know the promoter can whoop you? Like, who? Yeah. That's like Lee and me, like mean. What am I going to say to him on here? Like other than be like, obviously, <laughs> going to be super respectful, obviously, to him anyway. But like, what do you say? That's like, and that's what to me is missing in a lot of martial arts. Like, there's people who like it's. You don't have to act cocky. You don't have to. You can you can be lesser of a, of of a, like you not lesser of a person, but like you can be like, hey, I, I'm not as experienced as you. Like doesn't make you better or worse than anybody, but it definitely, it, you're less experienced. So give that person some respect, you know? And I think that's, uh, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that he runs that promotion and, uh, having a fighter involved or a person who trains as a promoter is, is pretty much night and day. I think the proofs in the pudding. Yeah. He's been great. Yeah. It's, uh, is Jamie, what's the name around victory? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, he's been uh, he's been big with um, legalizing uh, amateur MMA and amateur combat sports because uh, there was the bill passed and uh, a lot of shows got shut down and everything. He's been big uh, 
with uh, actually going with the politics of doing it legally instead of just going on reservations, right? So, yeah. So, well, is 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 that going to bring that and pro shows back? Like, I remember, like, because the, the, there was a bunch of shit they were calling one another, and they, they got the jiu-jitsu tournament shut down. The cops were showing yeah. up there. It was crazy. Well, there's a lot of drama uh, here, unfortunately, for that. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I remember we were getting- If guys would just talk to each other and work together, like, wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. Man, I, I, when I first started doing jujitsu events, like I, I was a purple belt at the time and just a new purple belt. And I was trying to do like all the coaches get together and stuff. And it was, it was hard. It's not, it's not just like, it's people are at different stages of their careers. They're at different stages of their clubs, different stages of life. And it was a really hard thing to get everybody together. We tried and at the end of the day, everybody cooperated out here. Everyone really supported one another with that submission series pro. Like, you, you know, it was a, a huge scene movement. Like, and it took our jujitsu and, and grappling. And that's what we want to do with Fight League Atlantic. And and that's like back to what you said, Joey. If no one gets along, things are going to go stagnant and shitty real quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. That's all Joey's got to say. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> we're tired, folks. On that note, boys, you got any advice for anybody, uh, you know, who's, uh, I guess, Joey, for, for you, any advice for, for people getting over a shitty injury uh, and, and coming back and, and wanting to compete? And for Kevin, yourself, uh, for someone who's put on some size, what adjustments have you had to make kind of for your fighting style? We'll start with you, Joey. Uh, yeah, so... Um... Unfortunately, I've got a lot of experience in this uh, this realm. I uh, had a pretty big nose surgery uh, two years ago, where I lost probably you know three to six months of training uh, between surgery and wait times and all that stuff. And uh, then I blew out my knee, uh, you know, for the last fight. Uh, I guess the big takeaways are uh, just focus on what you can do. That's the first thing. Like, don't worry about all the stuff you can't do because. I guarantee you, if you make a list, like you can still find more things you actually can do. Yeah. Uh, even if it's not as fun, like th there's still stuff you can do. Uh, if you can't do cardio because your knees messed up, well, if you have a ski erg and a stool, you can use the ski er uh, ergometer and and train your upper body and do upper body conditioning that way, or battle ropes or or whatever. But there's always like ways to adjust, and I that's good for MMA in general because you know MMA guys are always banged up. There's always something that's a little bit tweaked you know like oh you know last night i got caught in the cold more on my my shoulder kind of popped so i, I can't mm -hmm. really share the conditioning workout the exact same way you laid it out so you have to adjust you have to just know how to use different variations and, and tweak your methods a little bit just to get through the day you know so uh, for long injuries it's the same you know like you know for the first couple of months i couldn't walk uh, i could barely uh walk or, or run you know like the first month you need crutches uh but, you know, after that first month, I was able to uh, to work out and train my upper body and still get uh, training in. And you can also still watch a lot of footage. You can watch instructionals. You can uh, study tape. Uh, I think that's probably something that's maybe not done enough for some fighters. Fights and, and study them and try to figure out what's going on. And, and uh, yeah, just make the most of that time. Or if that's not enough like just pick up a new skill I, I didn't pick up any but uh, <laughs> you can always use a bit of that extra time to, to read or, or pick up a new hobby i don't know but there's always something you can do so yeah, yeah joey can't read <laughs> <laughs> me, me either me either apparently i just noticed your name is spelt wrong 
Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> my apologies at the end, I think. Is that correct? Should be a K. Uh, yeah, yeah, CK. It's all right. I So many people fuck up my should, name. So. I shouldn't have pointed it out. You didn't even notice. Damn. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> so what so what about you again? Like uh again, like you you've put on some size. Have you had to change anything in your game or is there, is or obviously you're using it as a benefit. It's nothing but a positive, but what have yeah. you kind of had to change? Um I didn't change a whole lot. Uh I make just basically I'm making sure that I'm doing uh still the same amount of running, still the same amount of like cardio and like uh, shoulder burn style workouts for like mm -hmm. boxing and stuff to keep like longer combos going because your arms die and you get stiff right so uh, if you keep doing pads regularly and uh, like not being afraid to suffer um, like my style hasn't changed a whole lot like trying to remember that like you know I wasn't always this strong so like maybe relax I'm like just trying to fucking squeeze guys but you know yeah. Yeah, good. That's but good. That's it's good. nice. It's nice to know that, like, if you grab someone's wrist and never let go, he's never gonna, he's never gonna break your grip. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, strength is a beautiful thing. In uh, the words of Mark Coleman, strength is a technique. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. Yep. There's a mic drop, folks. Without that. On the floor. There, so, there we go. All right, boys. Thanks so much for joining us. Sorry, uh, we went a little long there, but it was great conversation. Uh, Again, it was uh, great to catch up with you, Joey. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us, uh, and, and uh, all the best to you in your future. Hopefully, we can get you guys out here for a fight and, and yeah. fight this year in, in the fall for uh, for FLA 2 or 3 or something like that in the near future, and uh, and we'll go from there. But uh, thanks yeah. so much again for joining us, boys. Oh, thanks a lot. Hey, can me. I get some shout-outs real quick? Yeah, shout-outs. Floor, floor is yours. Right. Shout-out to Evolution Jiu-Jitsu. Shout-out to Dengi Met. Shout out to Steph, my spiking coach. Shout out to Joey, Nation Strength. Shout out to the Click. Shout out to my sponsors, Guard Players. Um, what what are my other sponsors? Matar de Pamnad, Marius, uh, DJ Cheese Bacon. Uh, I think that's it. TJ Cheese Bacon. That's yeah, it's one of my buddies. I train with him, so. That's a great yeah. name. I love that. Dropping the French too. There you go. Love it. <laughs> Good work. What about you, Joey? All right. Uh, yeah, shout out to my main sponsor, uh, the government of Canada. I work full time. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, the guard players. There, he's a good guy. He does. Uh, he does great work up there. He's a uh, good fellow. Sponsors a lot of fighters. Yeah, Tom, Tommy's the best. Fight shop, guard players. Check it out. And uh, yeah. yeah, he is a good fellow. And, and shout out to the government. My girlfriend works there too. So <laughs> I agree. Keep it up, Chelsea. What? What? Right. Get that, yeah. chase that pension. You chase it. All right. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks so much. We'll we'll catch up with you soon. Lots of love, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, man. See you. Awesome. Very cool. Great episode. Uh, great having those two gentlemen uh, join us for episode 81. Again, Joey Morenci and Kevin Bastian Popovich, uh, two athletes out of uh, uh, Ottawa, uh, both training out of uh, Evolution MMA. Really, really talented guys, and, and you'll see them on a card of ours in the, in the near future. But uh, there you have it, folks. Thanks again to uh, my beautiful friends at Vitalize. Check them out, vitalize.us. Blocking the blue light. You can see it in the glasses, but let me tell you, it works, folks. And, uh, of course, shout out to our sponsors at Dragon Energy, uh, Maritime Madness, Envisage Sport, and 
Conway Customs. Of course, we'll see you tomorrow, folks. We have a Newfoundland roundup tomorrow. Uh, we've done a lot of East Coast roundups, but tomorrow we have a Newfoundland roundup. So we have uh, six or seven, uh, maybe five. I don't know how many coaches uh, and club owners from Newfoundland. Uh, we're going to get them on the show and chat to them, see how they're dealing with COVID and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but again, thanks to our sponsors. If you can be anything in this world, folks, be kind. We'll see you tomorrow. Lots of love. Thanks for watching. Remember to hit that subscribe button. And as always, thanks to our friends. We'll see you tomorrow.